If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend and dear client of mine, Sarah Page. Sarah initially pursued a path to teach finance classes to high school students, only to shift her focus to accounting during her freshman year after realizing that schools were not hiring to teach finance to students. With a degree in accounting, Sarah spent 24 years in the corporate world, handling everything from accounts payable to the controller position at her final position. She worked in many industries from janitorial supplies and services to newspaper advertising and ended her corporate career in the construction industry. In 2021, Sarah decided to step away from her corporate career and embarked on a journey as an entrepreneur. She founded her accounting business, proving that there is always time to follow your dreams and build something of your own. She works with small business owners, particularly those in the trades, to help them understand their financial story. And Lord knows we all need to understand that. Sarah's dedication to her community extends beyond her professional endeavors. She's lent her expertise to various boards, from a children's nonprofit group in her small town to serving on the supervisory committee for a local credit union. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Sarah. This is truly incredible and she is an amazing woman and professional. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a phone call with us to see if we're a great fit for each other. Okay, let's do this. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? I am doing great. Oh, that's fantastic. So you had a very in-depth breath of corporate experience. What made you jump off that cliff of, we'll call it the false security net? What made you jump off that cliff and become an entrepreneur? Well, there was a couple of things. Um, one of the big things is I was priced out 
in the local mm. area. I was okay. making the most that I could have made and I am now making more per hour than I would have been able to. That's fantastic. So you decided to honor your worth and step into yeah. it, knowing it. Yeah. And nice. being able to control what I do, what jobs I take on and who I work with was a huge mm -hmm. part of it too. I wanted to be able to focus more on the bookkeeping more. Um, I did everything at my last position from accounts payable to the AIA billings for commercial jobs, the TNM billings to the safety tracking to the apprenticeship program to payroll financials. If they couldn't figure out who was going to do it, I did it. <laughs> so you were pretty bored when you went to work. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> um, they offered it to someone else and they said, no, it's a four people position. I'm not doing that. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that, that I've learned with, with the whole corporate environment is the philosophy usually is extract as much as you can from the resource. Right. And I swear that entrepreneurship, business ownership, independent contractorship, we are the only people that will work 80 hours a week to avoid a 40 hour a week job. <laughs> However, we do know our worth. We may not always honor it, or at least in my experience communicating with entrepreneurs, that tends to be the consensus until they can really step into their value, right? Right. So, because when you start off, you're everything mm -hmm. and you're scrambling to figure out what all the stuff you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which you never know. Yeah. You know, it's one of my favorite things to say. We don't know what we don't know until we don't know that we didn't know it. And then we know it. And then we didn't know how much it was going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I assume that when you jump off this cliff and become this reluctant entrepreneur, that it was easy. You had thousands and thousands of clients banging down your door saying, here, take my money, right? No, but the funny thing is, because... I was a backbone at that position. Mm -hmm. I've had a few of the, my past coworkers reach out to me that are starting their own jobs specifically to work with me. So I didn't have thousands, but I had a couple. <laughs> was it easy to start? No. Um, the first The first client I got, I got before I quit they actually asked me um two days before I gave my notice it was at my son's wow. wedding uh they were friends and they're like have you ever thought about doing this on the side and I just busted out laughing I'm like I'm giving my notice on Monday <laughs> let's talk about the journey of starting your business right um let's talk about the good the bad the ugly the 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 journey the trials the tribulations the ups and downs right so many people think that being a business owner being an entrepreneur is this glamorous lifestyle it's easy right and they really most don't understand the journey to success until they attempt to embark on it themselves 
So before we met each other, before I met you, how was business ownership going for you? Uh, when I ended 21, I had three clients. Hmm. In mid-22, one of them terminated me. It was a good thing at that time. It really was. Yeah, I wasn't in the headspace. Um, 22 was a very challenging year personally with a lot of health issues. So by the end of 22, I was back up to three clients and getting health issues resolved. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing thing, but, you know, getting answers. And then in 23, I started growing. I can't remember how where how, where I was with clients when we started, when I met with you. Um, I think it was like 10. And I was billing about 2000 a month. Hmm. Not billing my worth. I was billing what I thought I should bill. <laughs> that was one of our first conversations. Which, yeah. <laughs> one of our first conversations is why, why do you feel you don't deserve to earn money and work for free? Um, and then over the last few months, I've taken on bigger clients, bigger challenges, um, and been able to get where I've raised my rates to what they're worth. Looked at making sure that the clients were aware of what the value they're getting for that worth. Mm-hmm. and have doubled my income in the last five months on a monthly basis. Yep. Yeah, I think almost tripled at this point, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Well, there um, was a, there was one month it was actually four times larger. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that journey in, in a few minutes. What I, what I want to talk about w- with you before we go down the, the, the journey of your growth, your evolution, your business transformation. I want to talk to you or or with you about the importance of bookkeeping, about truly knowing finances and numbers, because, you know, I meet thousands and thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs every month. As a matter of fact, I meet most of them the same way that I meet. I, I met you. You and I met, I believe it was in April of 2023, I spoke at an event that you were at. Yes. And, and then I, uh, you and I, you had, sc- you had scheduled a, I believe I offered a strategy call, a free strategy call at that event. You got on the calendar, we had a great conversation, and then we started working together in June. Um, that's typically how I meet most of, of the entrepreneurs, business owners, and and independent sales professionals is usually at an event or online or through this podcast. People will reach out and have conversations with me. And so many don't have books. So many don't have a PL or a balance sheet or a cash flow statement. So many don't know the numbers of their business. So What I'd like to do from your professional experience as a bookkeeper is talk about the journey of entrepreneurs and avoiding their numbers, not knowing their numbers. Like you're, you're working with a lot of clients today. 
What obstacles do you see with people that you start working with? Um, definitely not having books mm -hmm. or they, they got the QuickBooks. Um, they kind of threw some things in it and ignored it for another year until mm -hmm. taxes are due. Okay. Because when you go to file taxes, most tax professionals will not accept your information if you walk in with a shoebox of receipts. <laughs> most of them anymore won't. That's actually how I've gotten a few of my clients is because I work with um, closely with a tax preparer here in town that we have worked together before in the corporate setting. And anytime they walk in with a box of receipts, she hands them my card because she, tax preparers want to see a financial report that they can do the taxes off of. They don't want to guess. They don't want to try to figure out if that yeah. lunch was a business lunch. Was it your personal lunch? So that's where I've seen a lot start, or I've actually worked with a lot of just startups. A lot of, about half of my clients have been in business for less than a year. So they haven't even made it through the first um, tax return. Hmm. So we're setting them up in a good place where they will have a nice, smooth tax year. And that's the commingling problem. So many people who are starting out never separate their accounts so that said tax preparer can't tell the difference between a business lunch and a personal lunch because they're operating them out of the same account. Whereas when you have a qualified bookkeeper, they'll instantaneously stop you from commingling. Yeah, the first thing we're, we're going to have that talk is go open a business account. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes where it's just a mistake. You grab the wrong card. That's one thing. But if you're buying your groceries out of the same account that you're paying your rent, that you're paying for your software, that you're paying your contractors or employees, that can actually be dangerous, not just not knowing what's personal in business, but mm -hmm. it could lose you some protections from the IRS because the IRS okay. goes, oh, you're an LLC, but you use one bank account to pay for your lunch, for your groceries for your personal car rental and for your business expenses. Yep. We get to audit everything now. Yeah. You lose that shelter. So that's a huge thing. Um, also just, it, it kind of ties into the books when you're doing the books through the year. I just sent out a reminder to some of my clients this week. It's time to start making sure we have the W-9s in place, that we're ready for 1099 season, that we're not paying penalties and late fees because you didn't know you needed to do, uh, send a 1099 for your rent payment. Hmm. And that can be detrimental to small businesses. You don't get to go escape on the, I didn't know better. Having somebody in place that can work with you explain how to separate your book your um, personal from your business how to track expenses so that come year end you've got all of your p's crossed and your i's dotted yep and stay out of the um icky part i mean an uh, you could end up still end up getting audited that's just a way of life but if you can walk in and hand out your papers and know in the back of your head that i'm good yeah, it takes a lot of the stress out of it. So icky, that's a professional bookkeeping terminology. 
definitely. <laughs> okay, so then in in your experience, in your knowledge, because you've been in finance for a really long time, what should somebody look for in a bookkeeper? What should somebody expect from a bookkeeper? Something that I try to give my clients, and I think they appreciate it, is someone willing to work with them and make sure that they're getting the information they need. Um, a few of mine have worked with others before and things were being miscategorized. Requests were being ignored for certain information being shown a certain way on the profit and loss. There's, sometimes you can't do it all. Hmm. There's kind of rules to follow. Yeah. But if someone wants to see payroll split out a certain way so that they can track when it's time to hire new employees, they can see the overtime in the P&L, there's no reason to argue on that. Right. If they want to split the income up because they get it from different sources, there's no reason to argue with them about that. Mm -hmm. They need to see the reports in a way that makes sense to them so that they can make proper decisions. Same right. thing on the expense. If they want it separated by um by different revenues and how much is going how much expense is tied to that stream of revenue, that's how it should be split out. Yep. Yep. So someone willing to work with you, not break rules, you know, certain accounting rules are there because they have to be, but certain things can be done so that you get a better picture and can better understand what you're looking at. Yeah, you know, I think that there's this scary illusion of, of bookkeeping reports. Like a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs don't know how to read their P&L. They don't know how to read their balance sheet or their cash flow statement. They don't even know what any of them mean. Do you take the time as a bookkeeper to sit down and help people review them, understand them, analyze them, predict with them? It depends on the client. Some clients just want to see a report. Okay. I, I, I send it out to them. I ask, does this make sense to you? Do you want to make changes? How do you want to see this? And they're like, yeah, it looks good to me. Others, they want it separated by month, by quarter, much more detail. And some, they haven't ever looked at one before, so they want to sit down and have it explained so they know what they're looking at. I think a lot of it depends on where they are in their business journey. And as they get more comfortable with it, then we end up having more conversations after things have been rolling along. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. at first they're just like, just put something, put something in. And then as it gets going and they can start, I'd want to say breathing easier. Yep. Understanding that they have money in the bank, that they're making a profit, then they're more interested. But a lot of times they're in survival mode. Just tell me if I'm going to make money this year. Mm -hmm. Am I going to have a loss? Yeah. 
Now, you're different than most bookkeepers. And I say that because you're also an, an accountant, right? Most yes, bookkeepers, yes. most bookkeepers have a bookkeeping certification or a QuickBooks Pro Advisor certification. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? However, your ability to truly analyze numbers and communicate it to your customer is different than the traditional average bookkeeper. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair. I, I went through and um, it was a just short of a double major at the college I attended mm -hmm. to get the accounting degree. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of years after I graduated, they turned it into a double major. Mm -hmm. I really feel they should have sent me that <laughs> second degree. <laughs> So dealing dealing with uh, the number of businesses that you deal with today, what do you what do you see as uh, the top three hurdles that most businesses uh, get hit with that prevent them from growing? Definitely not knowing what they've got going to start with. Mm -hmm. um, one that I've worked with hasn't. No, really known their numbers for um, close to a decade. Wow. That's painful. It is. Um, we'll, I'm um, hoping we continue to work forward so that they can have a much better, less stressful business. Mm -hmm. Then... Like I said, some of it is definitely the reporting. The You have to file your payroll taxes in a certain time period. You have to pay your sale, uh, child support in a certain time period. I had one client, um, prior client, that I did not handle their payroll because I do that as well. And they took it on themselves and got themselves into some trouble. Mm -hmm. So not paying attention to those very important deadlines. Because when you start working with the government agencies, not making deadlines is dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Because they like to punish you. And they like to punish you with your the money you don't have. Yeah. You know, I had a, a friend of mine owned a restaurant and her, their bookkeeper handled their payroll and when the bookkeeper, this was like 10 years ago, pre-COVID, right? And when the bookkeeper uh, handed handled the payroll, now I'm going to speak very primitively because I don't speak IRS terms. I don't speak payroll terms. So I guess when, when you guys handle payroll, you put certain numbers, certain money into buckets in the IRS. And she put, yes. she put part of the payroll tax money into next year's bucket instead of this year's bucket by mistake. And like six, nine months later, they got this fine from the IRS. And the fine was about 500,000 for penalties and back payroll taxes and fines and all of that for nine months worth of payrolls. 
all because the bookkeeper was putting it all in the wrong bucket. So then the bookkeeper called to make this right and attempted to just have them transfer from one bucket to the other bucket and the IRS wouldn't do it. So it ended up shutting them down. Oh. Yeah. 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 You need to make sure that whoever's handling your communication with the IRS, your relationship with the IRS, specifically when it comes to payroll, that they know what they're doing. Yes. And it's it's definitely something that can bite you if it's not done correctly. Yeah. So, and then the third thing that I think ends up causing issues more with angst and stuff is they're freaking out. They don't know if they've made money, lost money. They don't know where they are because, you know, I, I've got money in a bank account. I think I'm making money because it's going up, but by the time you start adding things up, it, it looks like it's going up, but it's future liabilities yep. that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. And so then when it comes time to actually use that money, they're trying to use it three different ways at the same time. Yep. Yep. So you started out talking about our relationship and your business before we started working together. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to shift gears and go that direction for, for a little bit. Definitely. So, so when I met when I met Sarah, she shared she was making she was generating about two thousand dollars a month gross, right? And and uh, she was very clear that if she didn't generate X amount of money by the end of the year or net X amount of profit by the end of the year, she was going to have to um, pay. Uh, stipends back to the government for programs that she qualified for and and um as well as uh lose benefits that that she had as well is that a, is that an accurate overall umbrella yeah. so i have a group coaching program that is almost exactly what sarah was making at that time and, you know, while we were talking, I knew, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I know when I can help somebody or not. Right. And, you know, I have, I offer group coaching. I have private coaching. I also have trainings. When Sarah and I talked, I was very clear. There were things that we needed to work on. Part of it was self-worth. Part of it was self-esteem. Part of it was mindset strategy, structure, implementation, accountability. There were a lot of things that we got to dig into and we had to dig in fast because we had six months, right? I met her in April. We talked in May. The program started in June. And um, I have to tell you, the beautiful thing about the journey of an entrepreneur is their ability to embrace coachability. You know, there are some people who want a coach and never hire one. There are some people who know they need a coach and don't hire one. There are some people that hire coaches and don't take action on you know, the, the coach-client relationship. 
one of my favorite things is when I meet somebody like Sarah, who says I am a blank slate, and we together build dreams, right? So can you share with them what coaching has done for you and your business and just the journey in the what what's it been four months five months so june july august september october yeah five months that we've worked together so can you share with them a little bit about the journey and what coaching's done for you um definitely it has been a huge mindset change um because I was, I was charging for an hour, hour and a half for a month of payroll or of bookkeeping. I was charging like 50 bucks a month for payroll mm. for my time and stress because mm. yes, you take on the stress of the business owner. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the job is you take it off of them. Yeah. So I was charging some clients less than a hundred dollars a month. And our first call before we even start working together, you're like, you need to go and you need to go talk to these people and you need to raise your rates. <laughs> you need to charge what you're actually you doing. And I did that. Um, not some of the couple of brand new clients that had been in only the last couple of weeks, but I went back to a number of clients. I raised rates. Um, I started getting more hours on some clients that were hourly. I set up packages for the uh, value packages for other clients and for all oncoming clients. So, and as in the coaching sessions, we would talk about the self-worth and the self-esteem and especially the money mindset. Why do you feel this way towards money? Why do you think you only need just enough to survive? Why don't you feel you can have more? And took all that to heart, doing the homework and everything else. Hmm. What's your business like now monthly, Sarah? Um, well, I told you the other day I built 4,000 first. Um, October work was I forgot to bill a client so it's closer to 4500 so you've more than doubled I've more than doubled congratulations and I met that minimum requirement of net income that we talked about yep. in our first call about a month ago so yep. that I get to just celebrate the rest of the profit from the next couple of months yeah and that's just the start. I mean, we made very minor shifts, both in mindset and business strategy and skill set. Very, very minor in, in the four months from when you hit that nut and five months, right? There have been some months where you've tripled, some months where you've quadrupled. Uh, mostly it's been a little bit more than doubled. And I can tell you that in this group coaching pod that Sarah's in, almost all of them have doubled. You know, there's there's a couple people in there who have six-figure businesses. So uh, doubling it would be uh, a bigger move, right? However, uh, their numbers are pretty impressive as well. And 
I learned a long time ago that success is 90% mindset, 10% skill set. It's your job to be the best of the best from the performance perspective, from being an expert in your industry. Then what we do is we make sure that your mindset can break through that glass income ceiling. We make sure that your mindset can honor you, your worth, and can also eliminate the procrastination and support and the focus. And then combine that with strategy, implementation, accountability, and increase skill sets outside of what your expertise and industry drive. Like most bookkeepers, most accountants, they're good at bookkeeping and accounting, not necessarily sales, negotiation, closing, communication, right? So that's the other areas that we focus on. And all of that ends up creating the results. So remember, Success is only a journey to go solo if you truly want to be a solopreneur. And rarely as a solopreneur ever build that multi-million dollar empire. So I've never met a self-made millionaire because they're not marketing, they're not buying, they're not invoicing, they're not packing, they're not shipping, they're not dealing with the customers they're not 100% of the company. It takes a team behind a team to create success. And we don't know what our blind spots are. All we know is what the results of them create. Is that fair? That is. And something that I think has been a huge help with the group coaching is as you've talked to the others in the group, it has also helped change things. So in the next year, I'm looking at building a team. I've been looking at automating more things so that I can do more with what I have now. Because people, some of the others are at different levels. They've got teams or they're starting to get staff, whichever it is. And so it really pushed me to start looking and thinking that way too in our calls. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about group environments. Each and every person learns from each and every person. So it's one of my my favorite deliverables. And it's one of my favorite times of the month or actually every other week when I really get to sit down and, and work with the groups. So I'm excited that You believed in yourself and invested in yourself. And I'm excited that the results are what they are. And I'm excited to see what we do next. How's that? I'm I'm looking forward to next year and seeing how it turns out at the end of the year. (laughs) That's awesome. So Sarah, I'm sure we have listeners who'd like to connect with you, reach out with you, follow you. How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Um, the best places to find me is my website, SAP, which is, um, Sam Alpha Paul, probably don't do that correctly military wise, virtualresources.com. 
And I also have a Facebook business page. Again, SAP Virtual Resources. And I am in there every Tuesday recording a Facebook Live with tips and tricks for small businesses. Sometimes um, I'm going to start adding in resources that I feel are very important, even if they're not bookkeeping for the small businesses. That's awesome. So Sarah, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I know we've grown your business so much. I know what your calendar's like, and I just appreciate you making time for all of us. And listeners, hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to hop over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's hop over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, I'd love for you, since you're already there, jump over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's jump over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. And last and definitely not least, with you and give feedback on these episodes to find out any topics that you're interested in that can help make this show more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. And always remember this. Choice is a powerful thing, and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way, so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.